0: I think everyone should have a podcast.
1: Um, hell no. (laughs) No, I can defend this. Not against me. I can. Okay. Should everyone have the right to talk? Yes. Mm -hmm. Should everyone have the right to have their own opinion? Yes. Does it necessarily need to be shared with the masses? And is everyone ready to run and operate a podcast for what it takes? No, no, I think a lot of people lack consistency, which is what a podcast takes. When people say I want to make a podcast, my first question is why? Do you have something to say? Do you have a reason? Do you have a purpose? Is this just a hobby? Do you have a business to promote? Are you hoping to use this as a marketing platform to leverage something else? But why?
0: Welcome to another edition of the Social Proof Podcast. We find dope people to did dope stuff. And I've been following this young lady for a long time now. You've been killing it. Now, I can't watch your content, really.
1: I mean, you, you can. Uh, you, you
0: you just don't. It's not healthy as a married man.
1: Um, It is. It's not. We help marriages all the time. We help couples. We help people, single and married.
0: Yeah, but um, so you might be talking about one of your, like, sexual encounters, right? Okay. I can't stop my mind from seeing you in your sexual encounter. And well, I don't want to think about that. So
1: you don't watch porn? No. No?
0: no. <laughs> she said it like I like, so wrong with me?" like. You,
1: yes, because you can watch other people. No, no. That doesn't constitute
0: cheating or. But even that would be different because I don't know those people. And I would probably never meet those people. You know what I mean?
1: That doesn't make sense. Your mind can wander. That is fine and healthy. And then maybe those things you can introduce to your wife. Like, I think that you're thinking of it. You must have got caught doing some shit. Oh no no and no 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 no, just, no no no! <laughs> and now you're like, I oh, can't watch, can't listen, can't do nothing.
0: I uh no, it's just I I'd rather. Yeah, not.
1: It, the men are agreeing. It's okay. No, you, you I, never, were just,
0: I I never got caught doing. I never, never got, got caught. Oh, I never clean done it up anything. here. Okay, you never done anything. That's better. I don't even <laughs> like my wife has never um, even you know. Okay, say your girl's like, hey, let me use your phone uh-huh how many of y'all you ain't with it my wife can always use my phone It's nothing in there
1: don't even nobody shoot they shot in my dm really either. it's crazy it's because uh you ain't let them see how much money you making because walking into the studio all right we got <laughs> the mandy in the building <laughs>
0: Horrible Decisions. Yes. You guys are going crazy.
1: Thank you. And See the thing is podcast Full Court Studios if you want to keep yes, going. Yes. Okay, okay.
0: So you got Horrible Decisions. <laughs> yes. See the thing is. Yes.
1: Full and Court Studios in Brooklyn. Full
0: Court Studios. Is that yes. where you record?
1: Yes. That's my studio. Where's the one your part one is she your partner? She has partners? WTF Media. We have gotcha. we both have our own studios.
0: Okay. You got your own studios. And so why two shows?
1: Um, I mean, one is a niche show. So we talk about kinks, sex, um, I'm entering my eighth year doing that. Mm. And so, eight years. yeah. And I ain't gonna hold you. It's been a bumpy eight years. Uh, we're in a really good place now. It took mm. a long time to get there. Um, but the older we are now, there's, there, there are a lot of things about my relationship. I don't want to share. I don't want to share about when and who, and the sucking and all that like edited yeah oh sorry sorry bleep all that out then (laughs) hey y'all gonna have some edits so i mean that's what humans do they you know get fellatio um but (laughs) my podcast we you know we started it uh when we were like 25 and 26 years old Mm -hmm. we were just in a different place and so i'm really into pop culture politics i'm very opinionated and because horrible decisions is so niche i wanted the opportunity to talk music to talk pop culture to talk mm. everything else um i think that talking sex has stunted people's perception of me mm. um a lot of people don't assume that you can be a hoe and read a book or be a hoe and run a business or just have sex and do anything you can else consider yourself a hoe um i think that the same way as within the black community we've on we took back nigga, we took back hoe. So if you want to call that as a derogatory term of me, you know whatever. So that's why we even put it in the title and how everything would like that. How do
0: you define a hoe?
1: Um, to me, it's how everyone else uh describes it. It's mm-hmm. not necessarily what I do. I do host sh- a woman having sex, edited, not marriage. You asked a hoe. You, said you was
0: gonna try. Oh, to wait,
1: what is editing? You like, didn't lay down the rules. No,
0: no, no, no. Just as clean as possible. So you could say that. You could say
1: try not to okay um be yourself but oh just oh jesus you can't tell me to be myself and then edit myself um to me it's someone who may engage in sexual activities with multiple people mm-hmm. who they're not in relationships and you're cool with that yeah i go to sex clubs like i'm i'm an what? ethical non-monogamous person i don't completely attach myself to someone just because I have a sexual relationship with them. I can differentiate the two. Um, Mm. I think that most men, majority of men, 99.8% are not monogamous. They just choose to show up that way with Mm. their partners. But I don't, I think they're representatives of themselves. I don't think that any human being can find happiness or fulfillment with just one individual in everything. And so I show up, I don't want a representative. I don't want to date who you yeah. who you think I want you to be. I want to accept if you want to have sex with other women, let's talk about what that looks like. I want someone to show up as themselves. And so I think through my show, I've been able to accept who I am. And so when I date and who I show up as yeah. is me, and I would want my partner to accept that. But like, I like women, but I want to be with a man. So whatever man I'm with has to accept that this is also a part of me and that's what I want. And so so would you
0: date a man that also likes men? I'd be open to it. Okay.
1: I think like, again, I want them to be themselves. I think that that's when you get someone who is down low or even so depressed that they can't live in their truth that they, you know, take their own lives. Like that's literally where we're at um, in the scope of sexuality. And so to me, I think that it turns me on more to know that my partner feels safe with me and that they can be honest with me. So, if that's something they were into, I would want to know. And but I would be accepting of that.
0: That's a really good answer, but have you ever dated a man that dated men?
1: I mean, dated dating, that word is subjective. Or have you have you have um, you, I mean, I've I've dated, I guess, men that were into trans women and depending on how you want to define that word. Yeah. Or hmm. like they've been with them sexually like Yeah doesn't bother me. And
0: you don't feel no way like if like say there's you never caught like real feelings and you want this person all to yourself?
1: No. Hmm. I'm not possessive. When you get in a relationship with me, you got to accept my friends. And I call all my friends, my poly partners now. Right. I don't have sex with them. Y'all poly partners? I mean, I just talk oh, to her I, every day of I, my life. I,
0: I, I don't know. She, she pointed. It was like, yeah, my poly she partner. Is one like, of my,
1: she's poly partner, like <laughs> number three. Uh, I, I don't have sex with my friends, but they mean Yo, so much. Face, though, you got to watch his face the time. Yeah, we have an audience in like, here, Yo. y'all. Um, <laughs> I mean, my friends mean so much to me mm. that I, I, I travel with them. I make plans with them. They are a part of my relationship. I'm not mm. disowning my plans or what I do with my friends because I'm in a relationship. And so those are relationships that you have to accept. Yeah. And so the idea of possession, I want my man to have friends. I want my man to spend time with his family. I don't want us to believe that we're all we got. Cause that's not, it's not reality. Mm. That's unhealthy.
0: Before this conversation, again, I haven't watched the show, mm-hmm. but I, I, I watched clips um, before this. I was like, man, their show is really successful because they have a really good topic. They got some amazing personalities. But the more I talk to you, I realize that you are a representation of what people want to be. A lot of people.
1: Yeah, but I think that that also stems into why when I read the comments, there's just as much hate as there is love. I Mm -hmm. think people are also uncomfortable with me being able to be myself. I actually say that a lot. Uh, Leaving my corporate job, I think I'm like, the 1% of the blessed that I literally get paid to be myself. I get paid to, to show up as myself, to live in my truth. And to me, that's like the the greatest blessing that Mm. I don't have to show up with a mask or I don't have to code switch. You making me code switch right now. But for the most (laughs) part, I get to literally live life and be myself. And there's not much shame in my past. And what Mm. I do at this point, my past is documented. Um, There's, there's shame in the growth. Like I can, I can admit that there's things I did in the past that I'm not the proudest of, but it's because I'm in a different place now. Mm -hmm. So I can look back and accept that I wouldn't be probably here without going through that. But I love just being able to be myself. My friends know exactly who I am. My partner knows who I am and the people that I work with know who I am.
0: Gotcha. Last question on this. Yeah. Would you, (laughs) have you ever dated someone trans or would you?
1: No, that's the point I like to watch, but. That's yeah. But that's <laughs> <laughs> um, really yeah. But I'm I like.
0: Have you been using Mint to manage your finances? Well, if so, I have some bad news. Mint's going away. It's shutting down. But here's some good news. There's an even better alternative. It's called Monarch Money. Mint users are turning to Monarch money and they're absolutely loving it. Did you know that money issues are a leading cause of divorce? Monarch, which is the top rated personal finance app, it also has a built in collaboration feature so that you can invite your partner at no extra cost. It's the easiest way to manage your household finances. Monarch is the top rated all in one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and much more. You can create custom budgets, set goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com forward slash social. And get this, Monarch has a tool that allows you to easily import your data from Mint so you can keep all your tags and categories. And unlike other personal finance apps, Monarch's simple, intuitive design makes it so easy to set up and to customize and then use it all together, okay? Monarch is absolutely obsessed with constantly improving a product. So they actually release updates every two weeks and allow customers to submit suggestions so you can actually vote on requested features and you'll be able to see the product roadmap. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash social. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y.com slash social for your extended 30-day free trial. Look, black representation in media means the world to me. I remember watching Arsenio Hall and Montel Williams and Oprah Winfrey. I remember seeing these black voices, and I thought, you know what? I want to control a room like that. The next generation, however, of influential black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's black voices are as distinct varied and nuanced as the black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collections, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world shifting things out of struggle. And every episode is a living account about what it means to be black today. Told from a unique black perspective, from Bobby Shmurda to The Wire, Michelle Obama, the reparations, there's no limit to the range of black stories, black truths. Listen, black representation is important. Black perspectives haven't always been centered in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the black experience. Here are a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcasts that center black voices. It's NPR... Noir. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices uh, as very nuanced and black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be about us without us. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths on NPR wherever you get podcasts.
1: Men, I like women. I like you like humans. viewing it. Yeah, I like humans, but I wouldn't consider self- consider myself pansexual so what does that mean like pansexual is you would date whoever Mm -hmm. it doesn't matter their gender how they identify uh to me i like to date biological born and responding men and women like there's different things i like about both yeah so i like the masculinity of one and i like the femininity of the other yeah i don't like the confusion for me sexually Got but you. i like watching it okay all yeah. right
0: so um in and, terms and if of that was
1: an, a problematic way to say that please it's it wasn't meant that way no I, that was good yeah, I I think. Just, yeah but i i know that we're also in a in a very sensitive uh uh society right now yeah. so i just want to be sure like it just wouldn't be my preference to date date uh anyone trans but i'm definitely attracted to it in porn
0: that was a really good answer. Like you okay. covered all bases. Nobody can okay. cancel you for anything you said. Okay. That was good. Okay. All right. So in terms of which, which podcast is more successful, I'd say.
1: I mean, to me, you horrible decisions. We like, we broke the mold in a lot of ways. Mm. Uh, we've been here longer. If we talk network deals, my network deal for see the thing is, is drastically bigger. Mm. Um, But that has to do with the fact that the content on Horrible Decisions isn't very ad-friendly. So we've had a very difficult time getting ads, getting placement. Like I had a billboard in Times Square for See the Thing Is. Horrible Decisions has the word whore in it. So even just the placement in public places, it's just much difficult getting that placement because of the name. When we were on uh, Loudspeakers, Chris Morrow actually came to us and said, Hey, maybe we should change the name. Mm. And um, I think that's what I really respect more about Charlemagne. Mm. He's like, nah, y'all are just black women talking about sex. That's the problem.
2: Mm. Because
1: there's another podcast and it's a name. So I am going to use the cuss word, but it's called guys. We That was a podcast out at the same time that we started. And it was two white girls talking very much about the same things. They got hella ad dollars. Mm. And so it was just like, there's no way it's, the name because there's other podcasts with these names like and he actually talks about it in reference to his book Mm -hmm. um when he was thinking of titles they wanted to steer away from curse words as well but then one of the largest mental health books is the art of not giving a right Mm -hmm. so it's literally just we're trying to really break the mold and the stigma of the fact that it's because we're black women doing the same exact look. What caller yeah. daddy got? Yeah, sixty million dollars. 60, sixty million. We didn't get close to that with, with, mm. with our deals. So, um, you know, I think it's both of them are different. I've been able to tour. We've been touring since 2017 with horrible mm. decisions. Wow. Um, We have a lot of other deals. Our Patreon brings in a lot of money. So overall, the streams of revenue for horrible decisions definitely outweighs. See, the thing is, but our See the thing is deal with seven figures. So
3: Really? Yeah.
0: I'm gonna ask you a lot about numbers today because there That's are a why. lot of numbers. One, people don't really talk about it. We can't we can see like YouTube, but I'll be wanting to know like, yo, what's your downloads? Okay, what like how many and Ernoles is very open about it too. Like Oh, I'm open to tell about numbers. So okay. go ahead.
1: Oh, oh yeah. I'm not gonna okay. lie, I feel like that's that's what's messing us up as creatives. 100%. Like everybody keeps their numbers quiet. They lie about their numbers. They make it seem like they're getting something they not. Um, I think if we shared more information amongst each other, yeah. when we go into those rooms and when deals are coming to us on the table, then we know what really our leverage is or what is, is coming out. You know yeah, what I mean? Sure. So, um, I, I'm fine with being okay, open.
0: Good. So when you're building out horrible decisions, how long before you were able to monetize?
1: So we started horrible decisions. We started thinking about it. End of 2016, uh, started 20 top of 2017. Um, so we're seven years, not eight years. Uh, in in our seventh year so 2017 um by december 2017 we had our very first live show that Mm -hmm. broke even Mm -hmm. but that's also when we started patreon and then the top of we made no money that whole year again we broke even with the first live show started patreon that was trickling in that was just paying for our studio time then we signed to loudspeakers network Um, and we did a rev share split on just whatever ads they can bring in. So we signed with them non-exclusively.
0: What was the split?
1: Um, I think when we started, it was 60, 40. And -hmm. then by year two, we got to 70, 30.
0: No upfront money though.
1: No, no upfront money.
0: But you weren't making any money from it anyway. No.
1: So it was literally like, I believe we can monetize you. Um, he did a wonderful job. I think within that. So by that second year, we still paying for our own production he was able to bring in about uh, $100,000 in in revenue uh, for the podcast. Um, And by then, we also started our first touring. So we were going for following literally. The Reed had the model. Mm -hmm. They were doing live shows. Brilliant Idiots at that time also were doing live shows. And then maybe... Right after we started touring is when Joe Budden started touring. Yeah. So we're we're looking. Okay, this is what podcasts are doing. I guess this right. is what we have to do. So we literally our first tour. Um, we took our own money. Right. We did. I want to say we maybe did eight cities. We looked at our analytics on YouTube on our live. Who did we have back then? I think it was actually SoundCloud. Um, our SoundCloud. We looked at our top cities, and I said, okay, weezy, let's split the work. So she took four cities. I took four cities and we literally Googled theater event space. Um, and literally, oh, when you
0: say split the work. Like, okay, you work on getting a venue. Like, you work on getting the venue. Work cities, getting the
1: gotcha. venue I'll yep. work on the venue. And mm. so basically we were looking for venues that we could put the, put the money up front. Yep. So like, say the venue that we got here in Atlanta was $2,500. Mm. Um, it sat one eighty, I believe. Um, And then that's how we knew how to do the numbers. So, okay, let's sell the tickets for $40 $40 to $50 a piece. Meet and greet, we'll add a lift. We got to keep, of course, everything because we sold it through Eventbrite. So after $2,500, everything else is profit. Mm. We flew ourselves down here. So we did that for about eight cities. And so literally we were profiting anywhere from, anywhere from like $4,000 all the way up to like $9,000 a show. Busting it right down the middle.
0: Were you promoting heavily the Patreon? Like, did you pick up people from the live cities on the Patreon?
1: No, that doesn't really help. But we gave, we let patrons know that they could buy tickets first. Gotcha. Like, we we gave patrons incentives to come to the live shows. Got it, got it. But, like, yeah, so we literally were doing, we did probably two touring rounds like that mm-hmm. before WME um, took us on as clients. WME? Uh, William Morrison. Who's that? Uh, agency, a talent agency. Okay,
0: gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. So
1: they're who actually uh, puts. Joe Budden on tour. We ended up actually having the same touring agent as as Joe. And, okay,
0: is the tour, like if you have an agent, is the tour based on you promoting on Instagram, or does the agency have some way to fill seats too?
1: No, so like they'll go to venues. So we have to work our way up to doing larger venues now, but they go straight to Live Nation. So our, our venues, our shows are now through Live Nation. So Ticketmaster, they do all of that. We have no upfront money. So now when we do a live show, say we'll get like a $25,000 flat fee to perform. And if it sells out, we'll do gross box office sales normally at like 80% oh, and maybe leave with like 28 or 30, whichever one is more. So they promote it. They promote it. And of course we promote it. It's our show.
0: Right. But... That's really really lit because I mean they're bringing their audience to you too and maybe it's some people that yeah maybe familiar. through their
1: their email list but right. to be fair we we sell those tickets but those what if, are a lot of it like so when we go on tour it's not especially for horrible decisions very rarely is it people that's never listened if you right. haven't listened it's because you're being brought by a friend we sell the we sell out those venues
0: do they promote it at all though
1: um there's a marketing I mean, outside, budget yeah, I don't gotcha. know really where it goes gotcha to be honest um. Uh-huh. But it's, it's our venue. So, like, literally our first year, so 2017, in Atlanta, we did a venue for 180. Mm-hmm. We're going on tour, and our venue is
2: 1,200. Wow. Yeah. Oh, my god.
1: Like, gosh. we're now doing the Fillmores. We're doing, uh, like, venues. Like, literally, it's funny because I'm seeing Chloe Bailey's run. We're doing the same venues as Chloe Bailey now, which is amazing. But, like, even three years ago before pandemic, we would be performing, and then Rick Ross would be the next night. Like, Incredible. so, but of course ours are seated, not right. standing. So it is different in that, in that capacity, but yeah.
0: So when you started going on tour, so first of all, like, okay, when you started going on tour, mm-hmm. what was bigger, your YouTube or your audio download? I ain't
1: going to hold you because I don't know if you oh, sorry. People You're doing good. talk, You're doing good. talk hella mess <laughs> about us based on YouTube. We don't even, it'll be three months and we might see $800 on YouTube for horrible decisions. Mm. Again, see, the thing is, oh, we bring him. Question for you. Why do you want to learn a new
0: language? Like, where would you use it, and how would it come in handy? Think about this, right? Listen, you always wanted to learn a new language. Well, let me introduce you to Rosetta Stone. It is the most trusted language learning program, and it's available on desktop or as an app, and it truly immerses you in the language that you really, really wanna learn. Listen, I am looking to really dive deep into Rosetta Stone this year. I tried it, it's really, really fun because I always wanted to be able to reach a broader audience with my business. So we about to learn this Spanish, Espanol, baby. Listen, Rosetta Stone has been the trusted expert for 30 years with millions of users and 25 different languages offered. So if you wanna learn Spanish or French, Italian, German, Korean, Japanese, Dutch, Polish, 25 different languages offered. Also, um, it's fast language acquisition. So Rosetta Stone immerses you in many ways. For one, there's no English translations, so you really learn to speak, listen, and think in that language. It's a very intuitive process, meaning you pick up the language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. And it's designed for long-term retention. Also, speech recognition. The built-in true accent feature gives you feedback on your pronunciation. It's like having a personal trainer for your accent. It's also convenient. Like I said, you can use it on desktop or app um, with audio companion and ability to download lessons offline. And it's an amazing value. You will get a lifetime membership for all 25 languages for any and all trips and language needs in your life. Lifetime access all 25 languages For 50% off, Rosetta Stone is offering you a steal of a deal. Listen up, y'all. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Social Proof Podcast listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com forward slash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com forward slash today. Do it today. I get it. I know what's going on. Your business was rocking, but now you're falling behind. Teams buried in manual work, taking forever to close the books. Getting one source of truth is like pulling teeth. If this is you, you should know these three numbers. 37,0251. 37,000. That's the number of businesses which have upgraded to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, streamlining accounting, financial management, inventory, HR, and much, much more. 25. NetSuite turned 25 this year. That's 25 years of helping businesses do more with less, close their books in days, not weeks, and drive down costs one because your business is one of a kind so you get a customized solution for all your kpis or key performance indicators in one efficient system with one source of truth manage risk get reliable forecasts and improve margins Everything you need to grow all in one place. Listen, there's power in having organization in your business, having all the information in one place. With disorganization comes poverty. Trust me, this is an unprecedented offer by NetSuite. Right now, download NetSuite's popular KPI checklist designed to give you consistently excellent performance. Absolutely free at netsuite.com slash social proof. That's netsuite.com slash social proof to get your own KPI checklist. Net
1: slash social proof. We bring a couple thousand on, on YouTube, but they don't monetize us on YouTube because of our content. So say y'all see, 30,000 downloads. I know academics came after us one audio time. are our video
0: you're talking about? This
1: is now video. Gotcha. So if you look at our YouTube and like someone like academics who flourishes on video, we ne- we don't necessarily do that. Yeah. So if you go there and be like, how they making money? They're only getting 30,000 views. We're getting almost a quarter mil an episode audio. Are you really? Yeah. We get a million downloads a month. One episode a week. and I know that because we do quarterly reviews with Black Effect, shout out Black Effect. You have a big back
0: catalog though?
1: We have a a huge, I mean, we're in the 300s now with our episodes. So it wouldn't be necessary, when you say- So it's not, but like, so say we get 180 to to 200K on an episode, yeah, yeah, you fill fill in the back catalog Uh as well, but we're still hitting almost 200K an episode by the six week mark.
0: Gotcha, gotcha, okay. Yeah.
1: And what does that spit out
0: monthly? What do you mean? Or like you like not, over a
1: million audio. And then we're seeing about probably, financially. So financially, we're in a we we have a deal.
0: Okay. So we Explain how the deal works.
1: So a deal works just like a music label deal. That's mm-hmm. that's the blueprint that the networks are doing right yeah. now. So say you get say you get uh two fifty. That's your advance. Now I'm not going to get really into the numbers. We're on our year four, so it's more you than that. I did promise you would get I'll, into the numbers. I'll give, you, I'll give you the numbers. I'll give you the numbers that are, that you know, I'll give you the numbers. They're okay. cute. They're cute. I'll share. <laughs> they're cute. So say you get uh, 250 mm-hmm. uh out the gate from a network. Mm-hmm. Um, what people don't realize is that's your money. You still cover your production. Sure. Luckily, it's a little different because we and I both own our own studios. Mm-hmm. So that money still filters back into other businesses. We do mm. still, we do not use our studios for free, neither of us. Mm. So we charge our business, the businesses, like sure. we still, we still pay to use both yeah. of our studios. A little bit of a discounted rate, but we don't use it for free. Um, and then, so we pay the studios to to shoot it. Mm. And then we normally bust it down halfway. But basically now we owe Black Effect 250 in recoupment. So we don't see any rev share split any more money until they recoup their 250 right. within the year, and then we could start seeing a rev split, which I think is at 70-30 or
0: 80-20. 70% your way. Uh,
1: our way. And that's the thing, too. We completely own our show. So yeah. basically... With the networks right now, we have a licensing agreement, Mm -hmm. so they're able to sell into our catalog, our back catalog until we leave. Once we're done with our deal, we own everything and get to go on our merry way and bring it to somebody else. Now, for what I hear that they're doing now, these networks ain't really recouping their stuff. So now they want to own if a podcast wants to go or even just, hey, I have an idea. I want a network deal first, though. Mm. Or, hey, this is what I have. Here it is. A lot of them want to own it now. Mm. Okay. So a lot of people aren't able to get network deals right now and keep ownership. Gotcha. Which also that word, child. Not everybody's meant to be owners. Not everybody knows what to do when they own something. This is true. So is true. to me, I think that there's been this push on this word ownership. Mm. But again, I'm someone who... I don't want 100% of nothing if I could have 80 or 70% of something. You know what I mean? And so I think that a lot of people should consider it. If you've been potting for two or three years and you're turning down offers because of ownership, but you're not making the money, what's the problem? Now, maybe you need partners. Look at it like Shark Tank. There's a reason why people go and want people to invest. And the idea of people investing without getting equity back or getting anything back doesn't make sense.
0: So your, was your first deal, your first deal was on horrible decisions, correct? Yes. Was it 250000
1: No, it was more than that.
0: More than that? Yeah. For how long?
1: Three years, and each year was around. Uh, right, it was close. Uh, three? Two, started to a 10% bump each year, and then we, okay. we actually renegotiated. So now we're, we got even more. We're in a new deal now, to, and we gave them an extra year. What so we're happen? with Black Effect until, um... Right now, through November of twenty twenty
0: four. Got gotcha. you. So they'll give you the upfront money, mm-hmm. and then they do their best to sell ads against your show, and they just keep all the money. At the end of the year, have they ever came back and said, "Oh, well, we recouped it by uh, August." Now we're doing a split. Well,
1: the thing is, too, we essentially I like we joined them during a startup phase. Mm-hmm. Like we were one of the first shows started yeah. with them. So I think now they're in a great spin of things. Um, I'll be honest in terms of again our show. Uh, Black Effect is great with selling ads. They got big old dollars from the State mm. Farms, the Papa Johns, the Pepsi's, those seven-figure ad deal companies. Said we want nothing to do with horrible decisions. Oh wow! So their sales team sells into actually has to go out and sell into our show. Gotcha. Yeah.
0: Gotcha. Okay. So
1: That's, like they now they're on a float. Like right. our numbers are great. Like and they're selling great right into our show. Gotcha. But that first year was all right, these big-ass companies don't even want to touch your yeah. show. And we weren't the only one on Black Effect. They didn't tell us which other one wasn't. Mm-hmm. But if you look at year one, it was us and another show that a lot of brands didn't feel comfortable being a part of.
0: Really? Yeah. Mm, okay. So should I join? Should I be on Black Effect?
1: I love Charlemagne. What he's doing, it's also a, a, a network ran mm-hmm. by all black women. Mm-hmm. They know what they're doing. We're, you know, I'm about to be a part of the Black Effect Festival. Um, they keep us booked and busy. And even the mm-hmm. other bookings don't go against our deal. It's it's really it's That's really it. fun. I really love everyone that works over there, and we can come in and say we have ideas. And if they can move some things around to make it happen, they have. So right. I will say, like, it's nice. All right, let's. I, yeah, I have I have no issues with with being a part of Black Effect. I know right. like there's been a couple podcasts over the last year that have changed and went elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm curious. Why some of them left? Because that's a place I turned down. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't like what their uh, contract looked like, but mm. I, who, who, I don't know. Okay, you and feel I'm me? I'm not going to ask you. The other I don't know was, what so. who's getting what, but I was really in. I was, I, you know, it was it was interesting that people left Black Effect to go somewhere else.
0: Gotcha. Mm-hmm. So, see the thing is,
1: yes, whole
0: nut is that on Black Effect too?
1: No. Um when we left the Joe Budden network, yeah. um I was adamant that iHeart wouldn't be a place. I didn't want to talk to iHeart or Spotify mm. leaving the Joe Budden network. I didn't want anything to seem messy. I was like Spotify will have a bag. They'll always have a bag. Let's revisit them maybe when we get bigger, maybe mm. our second deal we can go to them. Got didn't you. want to touch Spotify, didn't want to touch iHeart. Um and so when we were leaving, uh, Joe, we ended up signing to UTA. So we have okay. an agency as well. And within three three months, we signed a deal. Um, we had six networks that. So there was a bidding war for us.
0: Uh, you were you are running the show, mm-hmm. and when you got your first offer, mm-hmm. how many downloads were you doing monthly? You know, uh,
1: at the time like 65k a week. Okay. Um so now like so like 300,000 a month at that time?
0: What was your first offer?
1: What was our first offer for oh yeah. the one we took? No, no, no,
0: no. Oh. The first offer when you were doing 65,000 downloads a week.
1: Um we we got six offers.
0: Really? What were some of them?
1: Um one we completely turned down, that was 250. Everything else was over 4 for one year
0: so I actually had a call shouts out to UTA because I'm, I'm I have a relationship they're great with them. they're great yeah they put me on the phone with someone yesterday okay and the deal it was I don't know eh, I'm not taking it so I can say it okay. so it was pretty much um they wanted to give me like 50 or 75000 dollars up front and then $730. Oh, and I'm like. Uh- I'm, and I'm telling them what, like, what my joint is doing monthly anyway. I'm like What are you I'm doing not, monthly? Uh, somewhere between 700,000 and a million downloads. But we drop every day. We got a lot of content coming out.
1: Oh, you're dropping daily. Yeah. So I will say monthly, that's great. But I guess you're still... So when advertisers buy into a show, it's still based on CPM. Mm-hmm. So if you're dropping daily, but you're getting maybe only 10 to 15K per, per episode... Mm-hmm. Technically, your value is really only two fifty an ad. So, yeah. for someone to pay in per show, like per episode, that becomes unless maybe you're, you're, you can package it as like a month, like a week. So per week, so breaking that down, but then that ad needs to be placed into every episode per day. Yeah. So that's kind of like what we're having. With, see, the thing is, right? Like, we now drop two episodes a week, but that advertiser is getting to buy into two drops. Plus, plus a little bit of YouTube. Mm. Like we, we coordinated awesome. it with that as well. Awesome. But like, so yeah. So if they're only paying into one episode, let say 250, that's maybe what they're doing it. Maybe it's more work, which it's not more. Work. Yeah. It, that's, it's, that's a it's, lot it's more. What's up, family? Listen, a new year for many people means resolutions to save money.
0: So stop shopping without getting anything in return. Start getting cash back on every single purchase you make with Ibotta. Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items from groceries to beauty supplies to toys. So you can make sure you're beating inflation no matter what you're purchasing. The average Ibotta user earns 145 bucks per year. And that could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip by the flight you've been eyeing that game you've been wanting to go to or that fancy dinner you've been craving. Join over 50 million savers and earn cash back. Every time you shop from over 2,700 brands and retailers, including Lowe's Macy's Sephora, Best Buy and more. Listen to me, family. Right now, iBota is offering our listeners $5 just for trying Ibotta by using the code socialproof when you register. Just go to the Apple Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use code socialproof. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or Apple Store and use code
2: socialproof.
1: It's right? like the same so thing no, though. So that's, so that's why. So realistically, say they're only looking at selling ads into your show one time a week, multiply that by four. If you're only getting that 10 to 15K, realistically, then your numbers are maybe 50,000 for the month, not 700K. Like selling into each episode and, and packaging like that would be different. Yeah. So maybe you talk to them and be like, well, I can insert, say you get, a water deal. Mm -hmm. I don't even want to say the name of that company, but say you get a water deal. Now the conversation needs to be, well, okay, this is how much I'm getting across the board, but now I can insert this ad into five episodes per week. Mm -hmm. That needs to be the conversation. Cause if they're going to look at it, they're probably still looking at your downloads per episode. But the only thing is I don't think they, so on, I'm on red
0: circle now in terms of like ad reads and CPM, like not CPMs, but um, RAPs, like just the, Inserted ads, um, they're paying me somewhere between 25 and 40,000 a month. Okay. So for him to say, yo, I give you 50,000 and a 70 30 split, I don't want the 50,000 and the 70 30 I don't know how many you can sell for that. So I agree. I'm not and, willing and to And it was make an exclusive
1: move. deal, right? Yeah. Yeah. Normally you have to go exclusive if you take the advance, but then you could potentially join a company like Gumball, one of the people that I work with, where it's non exclusivity and you can be with them. And get ads from them. You can get ads from another company. Mm -hmm. And if you really believe in your show and believe your value, be non exclusive and just have all of these ad agencies selling into your show. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You don't have to have a deal. I think that's the thing. Everyone's like, ooh, I want a deal. Like my friend over there literally manages one of the top podcasts and they don't have a deal and they bring in hella ad revenue. Yeah, for sure. And so if you believe that you can get 25 to 40K from this ad agency and you're non exclusive, pitch yourself non-exclusive deals and see what these other companies can bring money into you.
0: Ask. Mm-hmm. I, I was going to a uh, conversation with revolt too. And, uh, <laughs> it was, it was wild. Cause I think there's like, Oh yeah, you come over here, but there's no like guarantee. I need a mm-hmm. guarantee. Mm-hmm. If I'm going to give up a certain amount of money, I need to know I'll make at least like what I'm, right. I'm making now. But they were, uh, their position was, and kind of your point was, um, you can come create a show together. We can create a mm-hmm. show together, but they will own the IP.
1: That's what a lot of the podcast networks also want to do right now. That's what I'm saying. They're not buying yeah. already conceptualized shows.
0: Because they weren't getting their money back. A
1: lot of a lot of them weren't getting their money back.
0: So when you got your seven-figure deal. Yes. What were your downloads? I... I I told oh, you that so modern. around that same time. So they gave mm-hmm. you a seven figure deal and you were doing about a, what? 300,000 a month.
1: Mm-hmm. But then we agreed to do two episodes a month so you can double that. So you can double it. Got it. Mm-hmm. Tell me, give me a million dollars. <laughs> Is it yeah. a year? No, 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 no. So okay. it, it it was 1.2 for two years. Okay. So about $600. All, guaran- all guaranteed money. All guaranteed money. Mm-hmm. You better
0: be a business woman <laughs> out here. So, yeah. But I guess what's cool is that, that we are talking about numbers because nobody knows what they're doing, and there's a lot of people that are going to get taken advantage. I was just on the phone with a guy, and he showed me his number. He's doing like 200-something thousand downloads a month. Okay. And he said he hasn't made a dime from his audio. Yeah.
1: That's crazy. Just because you have the numbers, you just think someone's going to come, hey, let me give you money. No. You have I would to, think so. You have, out, you have to go out and network. Mm. You have to go out and do create a pitch deck. Let people know you have this money. When we first started horrible decisions, we were running posts on our Instagram. $50 to play your song at the end. Like, <laughs> hey, new businesses, like and even we were reading ads for our friends' mm. businesses for free. Right. And then like, hey, if you guys want us to to sponsor your business, here's the email. And literally we started our first year we were selling $50 ad slots just to pay for what we were paying in the studio. I get one of them ass slots? Oh no, they're gone now. It's <laughs> <laughs> <is> definitely not <laughs> that price no more. Number. You know what I mean? Yeah, oh, yeah no, it's definitely number. not that price anymore. Uh, the price has gone up. I right, mean, but man. Uh, I mean, that's the thing. I don't know why people think, okay, I have the numbers. Why aren't I making money? Who are you having conversations with? Yeah. Who are you getting your show in front of? Like, and that's the thing. If you're getting those numbers, realistically, why has no one hit you up? Are, are, are those really your numbers? Mm. You show me a screenshot. Oh, the way people be fluffing them things. <laughs> boy, boy, Photoshop is real. If people can move into apartments with fake paycheck subs and W-2s, they can, they can be that's out here falsifying uh, their podcast numbers.
0: I also learned something else, too, that um, even the way some of the companies are calculating your downloads.
1: Oh, that's a whole nother thing. That's why there's no blueprint to any of this. Um, there's unique downloads. There's... We're now getting numbers from Apple. But if you look at your Apple numbers, what Lipson is telling you, what Spotify is telling yeah. you, all the numbers it's are different. different. Yeah. Every, if you look at Megaphone, if you look at Art 19 there's different calculations for numbers, even just through the upload portals. And there's no uniformed system right now. Yeah. So you can go on SoundCloud. Those numbers are different. It's all, it's all jumbled. So a lot of them now will look at your numbers across multiple things. Find an average. You could also do... What is it? Pod chart? Eh? No? Okay. It's all... Uh, But yeah, everyone is yeah. eh. Yo, and this is... Like, when people
0: say that podcasting is, like, oversaturated, that's why it sounds crazy to me, because there's no formula, there's no regulation. Mm-hmm. I was uh, I was talking... To, I was on a panel, and I was explaining that, um, like, if you upload a three-minute song on Spotify, everybody gets paid. The artist, the person who... Uh, made the beat the person said record the person that was in the back that said hey in the song they get paid everybody gets paid but pennies but but they get paid though pennies but we can upload an hour-long show yes and they don't give a dime spotify's not gonna pay you a dime okay
1: but of that hour-long pod the average podcast gets a hundred listens what do you really think you're going to make off of a hundred listens? Which is why if you really feel confident in your, mm-hmm. in your audience, that's why Apple now is offering subscription. That's why a lot of podcasts are over on Patreon. Like instead of waiting for a network or a big wig or a corporation to give you money, believe in your audience to support you. And that's yeah. what we did. Our Patreon for a long time paid for us to tour. Mm-hmm. So if you think you're putting out quality enough content. Let's see if the people that even listen to you are willing to support you first. Cuz the f- then why would a uh, why would a network support you if you don't even have an audience willing to support you?
0: For sure. But my my point is it might be pennies on Spotify, and even if the average download of a podcast is 100, I would imagine the average download of a song is less than that. But the point is there's no regulation. I was I was when I was about to sign up on iHeart I read the little disclosure mm-hmm. and pretty much it said you can upload your podcast, but we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna put ads against your podcast, but we're not gonna pay you for it. But it's illegal in music.
1: Oh, they do. do, one, do that? Yeah,
0: that they, they don't pay anything. So what mm-hmm. I'm saying is you have to have someone that says, Hey, give me your ad and we'll put it in this show for you to make money. I say all that to say that it's just not it's not regulated.
1: It's not, yet. which is why And now I don't know really what you do out here, but that's why I'd be mad as hell when there's these people like, make this much money off of your podcast today. And it's like, (laughs) how much money you making off your podcast? Like it's kept, like, which is why I necessarily won't come out and create a, I can maybe create a master course telling you how to start a podcast. I'll never go and, and and sell a course where I can tell people how to be as, as successful as me. For mm-hmm. one, living in New York has been a cheat code. Being able to partner with the likes of Charlemagne, Joe Budden, Andrew Schultz—literally opened for one of our live shows at Caroline's. Mm-hmm. Right, like the 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 people within our, our our realm have supported us greatly. It's why we've been able to do what we do. And I can't teach somebody how to be me. Like we have literally a hive of people that support us and travel with us on tour now. Like I said. The money we make from Patreon is well into the six figures and supersedes what we make in our network deal. So, Word. yeah, it's, it's really cute. It, You know, it fluctuates. That's another yeah. thing. Patreon, I've talked about, it's really hard to read their analytics, too, really? with who stays, what's active, who's fell off. Um, but it's cute.
0: I got like 49 people on my joint. You know what I mean? Well, fifty piece.
1: So you making what about hundred dollars? It's like a oh, thousand
0: something. I mean, oh, we got oh wait, you charging
1: like a hundred dollars? No, it's five
0: hand? and four. It's between five and forty. Okay. So, but I need to know. I want to know how to grow the Patreon. People gotta like
1: you, and people gotta support you. People gotta want to. Did you just keep, tell me that people don't like me? I mean, isn't that what she said? Kinda like, yo, people don't like me. People may really like. <laughs> we your, just launched it, though. I mean, people may it. really like your free content, but mm-hmm. do they want to hear you excessively? And I'll be honest, if you're posting five episodes a week. Why I got to pay to hear more. That's a lot. I'm already mm. listening to you five times for free. I don't think I need to pay to hear anymore. Like mm. I have podcasts now to me dropping two episodes a week. I'd be like, y'all, t- y'all listen to me twice a week. How? <laughs> so if you're giving that much content for free, I don't have to, I would tell you to cut that in half and put half of it behind the paywall.
0: Mm. I think you're giving out way content. too much content. But Like, so for instance, there are people on here right now They get to see it. They're on our Patreon. Oh, you do live? They live stream
1: it. Okay.
4: At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, Visit parkercom purpose. Parker, engineering your success. When everyone's on the same page, getting things done at work is easy. Make a bigger impact at work with Grammarly. Grammarly is your secure AI writing partner that allows your team to make their point and move faster. You can even save time by going from spending hours editing drafts to just seconds. Join the 96% of Grammarly users that say it helps them craft more impactful writing. Sign up and download Grammarly for free at Grammarly.com slash podcast. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.
0: So they, the, the world won't see this for like another month and a half. Okay. Right? But they get to be here. And there's a bunch of little perks in there. I think it'll grow. We just started. Okay. How many you got though? How many people or patrons?
1: Um, we're you're in got, the thousands, the we're in the thousands, thousands, just shy of like 3000. Okay. Show me how to do that again. I can't cause you're not me. Mm. Your content isn't the same. You sat here and said, you can't even watch because it would affect your relationship or how you view things. I have people who literally are like, you saved my life. Mm. You saved my marriage. You saved like my relationship, you help me open up and, and be more comfortable with the things I really wanna do. I have a real personal connection with my audience. You, people listen to you probably based off your guests. If no one gives a, sorry, if no one cares about podcasting, they're not gonna tune into my episode. Mm-hmm. They don't care about me. They don't care. You're you're a guest-based show. We have people that, I have people that have grew with me from leaving corporate to growing as an entrepreneur. So I can't teach you how to do that. I have a personal connection with the people that listen to me weekly.
0: Only half of my show is guest-based. So I, this I, I release it. I do a Monday episode. Okay. And that's me interviewing somebody. So okay. So this is dropping on a Monday. Me and my co-host talk on Thursdays. Okay. And then I do a five-minute Friday. It's just five minutes um, of a... Sure, and then throughout it, we just drop a little, little bit of content.
1: Okay, well, in your listenership, I wonder how many people relate to you. How open yeah. are you? What, what do they get from your show? Yeah, I think that that's kind of what you have to answer yourself. Good. Like, am I connecting with my audience? What are they really getting from me, and why should they spend their money on me? Yeah. Especially, let's be very—we about to enter a recession. So, for someone to really add you as a subscription in their life means a lot. Mm. Like, and I don't take any of that for granted. And and we let them know that all the time. Like everyone's having to subscribe to Netflix and all these other shows. Why would they subscribe to you? Why Mm. would they give their hard earned dollars to you?
0: Gotcha. And And I think that you
1: gotta, you gotta answer that.
0: What do you offer your patrons?
1: Bonus episodes, BTS content. um, For, for horrible decisions, we send them a, a merch piece an exclusive Patreon merch design uh, every fourth month. So after three months, technically they paid for their merch. Um, So they get about four a year. Um, And then when we go on tour, they get the first buys. So like we limit meet and greet. So if it's a city like New York and we only got 50 meet meet and greets, you're getting first access as a patron to even have access to that ticket. Mm. And our, our venues are seated. So you get to buy whatever seats you want before it goes out to the masses, kind of like an Amex presale. Hmm. Okay. I need to ask questions. What? Oh, and oh, in the town halls. Oh, thank you. So, uh, both of my shows, once a month, we do a Zoom recorded episode mm-hmm. where our patrons get to join in. Okay. So they get to ask us questions live. We have a same outline. So now they feel like they're a part of an episode. They get to hear their voice. So literally once a month, they come in with their merch. We've, we've literally, we, we, we drink with them. It's a one hour episode recording with our fans. And we do that once a month on both of my patrons. So like literally also our discord channel, like again, horrible decisions and why it is what it is. People have gotten married from our discord community. Mm. Um, We've been able to see patrons go from being pregnant to their children going growing up because of Zoom. We be like, "Dang, that baby got big!" Um, but like wow. I said, so it's really like a more personal community that I don't think just any podcast has the ability to to really to really do. Really? And again, even with with uh, see the thing is we're very personal. So my co-host went from being new in her relationship to being engaged to now planning out a wedding. So we share so much of our personal personal lives that people feel like they can see themselves in us. We're both in our 30s. So we you know, talk about growing uh, with our partners, with our friends, the things that we're dealing with. And I think that's what I said. I think you have to find a way for your audience even too to relate to you. Mm-hmm. And maybe you not just be an interviewer, yeah. but you become someone that they see in themselves.
0: Got you. Your one Patreon, does it service
1: both of your shows? No. They're both completely separate entities.
0: So Patreon is only for a horrible
1: decisions. I have Patreon for horrible decisions. I have a Patreon for See the Thing is, and I make a good amount of money over there too. Mm, you live streams. You live streams. Okay. I think during the pandemic, I realized you can't just depend on one source of income. When we, when when we, and and this was, I, I could share numbers because. My numbers are way more than that now. But when the pandemic hit, I was making probably about, am I sharing too much friend? Yeah. No, okay. she's not sharing too. How could you share I mean, well, that, too much technically Technically, That was 2019. I'm not making that anymore. Okay. Uh, so we were on a tour. We were on a 17 city tour. They got cut. Mm-hmm. So literally pandemic. And this is why I even see the thing is came about. I freaked out. I went from making over $30,000 a month to like, Eight. And mm. I was like, oh my God, what am I gonna do? <laughs> <laughs> uh, because the touring numbers are great. Like yeah. we each clear six figures just from touring. So when per year. Well, when we tour, gotcha. If I do if I do anything over maybe eight cities, anything from eight, eight to ten cities, we're both clearing. Yeah. That's lit. Each. Yeah. So uh yeah. When, when I saw like my, my income damn near be cut by a third, I was like, okay. So during the pandemic, I created a subscription box, mm-hmm. official box owner sold out. I was, I was blessed. That was a gross business. It grossed mm-hmm. over six figures. I didn't net six figures, but I grossed um, a subscription box company at six figures and then started. See the thing is. Got it. And again, even signing under Joe, see, the thing is didn't make money until uh, we left.
0: Do you ever get any uh, confusion with the different shows that you're promoting? Do you think your audience gets confused?
1: I mean, they're very different. My audience knows I'm me. So they know that I'm talking music, I'm talking pop culture and politics on one, and I'm talking straight kink and sex on the other. Um, it was very important for me to make sure that they were two completely different shows. Got it. Um, I didn't want to confuse cool anybody. So no, it's just me. Like I said, I could talk about anything. <laughs> Where do you think where do
0: you think podcast is going over the next couple of years based on what you're seeing?
1: Um, it changes so much. I can't, it can it could be different in six months. I'll be honest. I think we put a lot of pressure on ourselves as, uh, the black creatives. Mm-hmm. I like to say, Look at what you have. We talk about it all the time. We'll see these white girls getting a a seven-figure deal, and then they bed talking on a handheld (laughs) microphone. Like, hi, guys, I'm back again. And their videos suck. They make them through Instagram reels and just subtitle it that way, and they're killing. And here we go, full production companies. We're putting out, and I say it all the time, we're putting out a TV show twice a, twice a week yeah. or once a week with with patreon like we're filming we have a team i have like 17 employees between like all my little businesses mm. like we have a, a team of post-production which is very expensive we have video we have social clips we have audio all of that needs to be distributed like we have we're literally putting out a television show and so i think that youtube and video is conflating um because there's no way that these networks What's are conflating figured, me like what a podcast is people have YouTube shows and think they have a podcast. It's not the same. Like that's why like when people look at our YouTube numbers and be like, yeah, I don't even got views. All of our views are in audio baby. Like that's where our money is coming from as well. Like podcasting is audio. Mm -hmm. I think it works to do video for social clips and marketing, but it's even hard. I think me and me and Weezy just had a conversation with our team and we were like, Hey, How can we add hyperlinks? Because people assume our Instagram is a meme page. Some of them don't even know it's a podcast because it's so visual (laughs) and the things we talk about, I'm like, we're a podcast. You can listen to us wherever you listen to us. You know what I mean? So I think that we're in a place now where people want to do the fancy sets and the couches and make it look pretty. But then your focus is a YouTube channel, not audio. Because let's be very real too. A lot of these YouTube shows and I ain't going to actually, I ain't even going to call nobody out, but you got them on your wall. Audio's trash. There's no way I can even listen to them. Like trash. audio is trash, but the focus just know when you watch them, their mics be down like this. I'm like, do y'all not <laughs> care about the damn audio? I can't listen to it. I, it's, it has to be a visual show. Right. So I think that because people are putting so much emphasis on their visuals, mm-hmm. they're, they're lacking audio quality. Yeah.
0: This is a good game for podcasters.
1: I think like you want your people to be able to listen to you wherever. Mm-hmm. Right. That's what a podcast is. It's talk radio. Yeah. Essentially is what it is. How do people continuously tune into you if your audio is yeah. if it's not good? You're doing Sorry. Good. You're doing so good. <laughs> yeah. I believe that I've,
0: I've been telling everybody this and I want to know your thoughts. I think everyone should have a podcast.
1: Um, hell no. Why not? <laughs> No. I can defend this. Not against me? I can. Okay. Um, Should everyone have the right to talk? Yes. Mm -hmm. Should everyone have the right to have their own opinion? Yes. Does it necessarily need to be shared with the masses? And is everyone ready to run and operate a podcast for what it takes? No. I think a lot of people lack consistency, which is what a podcast takes. Um, I also think that a lot of people are misinformed. Um, and don't care that they're misinformed. So I think it's dangerous. I think it's what we're seeing now um, with what's been skewed. It's literally affecting how people are showing up in their relationships. It's affecting our views on what's happening with politics and what's happening in the world. Do you think the um, podcast is doing that? A lot of uh, or is yeah. social media, which is, which is still why if you see how bad social media is, imagine all them bots with a, with a podcast now. The The bots bots (laughs) are still people just with fake pages. Um, I don't think everyone needs a podcast. I mean, I talk about it all the time too. I don't think everyone, I say it. When people say I want to make a podcast, my first question is why? Mm -hmm. If your first answer is to make a lot of money, don't do it. Do you have something to say? Do you have a reason? Do you have a purpose? Is this just a hobby? Like, do you have a business to promote? Are you hoping to use this as a marketing platform to leverage something else? But why? And if you want to make a podcast for money, don't even start it.
0: I agree with that. However, I do think I just have this vision in my head that one day podcasts will be as prevalent as people who have an Instagram. So everybody has an Instagram. Everybody, like if you talk to somebody, should you have an Instagram? The answer is typically a yes, right? Because that's where people are. But I think everyone needs a podcast. One, to needs. Be, I, I, I mean, I'm far me right. See on what it. these people on here saying. But would you say that everyone <laughs> needs a social media? Of course. You say everybody needs social media. I disagree. I mean, for the most part, everybody's on social media.
1: Everybody does not need to promote what they're doing in their personal lives to the masses.
0: But not even, Every, not even promoting. But however, everyone doesn't
1: have to take a picture and make it public. True. Like so, I disagree with even the social media. Like. Like older people that I know, I ain't gonna say who. Uh, but like, I have someone in my life who doesn't have social media. He's comfortable with his family, his work life. He doesn't feel like he has to promote or why tell the world <laughs> or tell the world what he's doing every yeah. day. I don't mm-hmm. think everyone needs a social media. Yeah. Like, why do you have it? Do you want to share what you're doing? Do you have a business to promote? Mm-hmm. Um, is it a part of your work? Yeah. Other than that, I don't think everyone needs a social media. So
0: I think social media is dangerous. It, and I, I'm not saying. There's there's no everyone for like every you know what I mean? Like when I say everyone, I'm not talking about every human in the world. I'm saying That's for what our everyone culture, means. I understand I'm gonna need you not to say really. some
1: people, most people. Cause real quick, when I come on my podcast and I say, Yeah, all men, that means all men and then that word all means something. If you say everyone, it means everyone. And that's not the case. You
0: actually said 99.8% of men aren't monogamous. And that's guess what I ain't, much a
1: statistician, a, a mathematician. <laughs> I'm just being petty, but it's a loss. That's what I meant by that. But it, it, okay. there was still a 0.02% that excluded yes, people. But th- this
0: is me waving my podcast flag because okay. I think it's, one, the best way to learn how to continue to communicate your idea. And it can is something some sort of mechanism to keep you consistent like if you if you can figure out how to podcast you can be consistent you learn how to communicate and you drive deeper on information second all the people that are starting podcasts I'm telling people they need to start a podcast so they can learn how to start a podcast so they can somehow monetize helping someone else in their media field I think it's a, I think it's a great business model to start because if you, you know how, how to a start whole a podcast. lot
1: of nothing I ain't gonna wow. I think they should start a podcast so they know how to start a podcast to teach other people how to yes. start a podcast. Again, you're putting... You're now... Because someone started a podcast doesn't mean that they're a teacher and have the time or patience or wherewithal to break down what they just did to teach somebody else. Not everyone knows. I have a podcast. My friend helps launch podcasts. Yes. Like, I don't great think... Great th- business?
0: Amazing business. It's a great business.
1: But it's a it's whole It's a great lot- business.
0: Exactly. So it's a great business. It's so many people that you have to turn it down. Now, again, not. I do feel like a lot of people, I won't say everybody, a lot of people should have real estate, right? Because it's an asset that you that you own, right? Yes. But, I mean, not everyone's going to go into that field, but it's a good idea. So what I'm saying is, if we see, if, if computers were just now starting to get big, you would say, yo, everybody needs to learn how to code. Everybody needs to learn how to type. Everybody needs to learn computers because this thing is coming where everyone's going to need you, that particular person. Home
1: ownership. Basically, if you're using the home ownership as an analogy, everyone should have a phone. It's not that everyone should start a podcast. Starting a podcast mm-hmm. is essentially a business. Back yeah, to it, I kinda. don't think, I don't think. Everybody is a business owner. Not everybody's a leader. A lot of people, a ton of people, need to be told what to do. A lot of people are fine being soldiers. Not everybody are captains or lieutenants. And a lot of people are just fine being told what to do. Mm -hmm. I have employees that, the word initiative, Jesus Christ. Some people need to be told (laughs) what to do, otherwise it won't be done. What? I fired, I fired her. So. Uh, <laughs> I'm not talking about my team now But I love firing people mm. um, I won't fire my team now I love y'all um, so But song. there's been people over time That literally won't do something Unless you tell them to For And sure. so a podcast is a self starting Something that you need to to do on your own Sorry I know if my friend is so Listen I'm gonna let them know this is coming out Um. <laughs> <laughs> um but it's it's a self-starting thing. A lot of people aren't self-starters. That's just the reality of life You're and right. human beings. So you thinking that everyone should be business owners or entrepreneurs or self-starters. I don't see it as that, though. And that's fine that you don't see it I as see it that. As an,
0: I see it as an outlet. At what point? Not can,
1: everyone even has a therapist. That's an outlet. Their partners are outlets. He, Their kids are outlets. Their little journals that they write in are outlets. Mm-hmm. A podcast isn't for Everybody. And and right. I, I go against in front of you anybody who believes that. I believe that. And guess oh, what? And People believe in Christianity, Buddhism. For you, sure. You for can sure. believe in what you want to believe in. Right. I will I will gladly agree yes. to disagree.
0: Yes, yeah, for sure. So just out that example of a religion, someone who is in a religion or a belief, they someone that's a, 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 a devout Muslim, mm-hmm. they probably believe that everyone should have some sort of structure like that. If you don't believe that your religion, if you believe in that true God, you—I'm th- I'm, sure—if you have that belief, you'll—you'll you'll tell people this is what you should believe.
1: You're getting deeper. I, this is what I think. But I'm belief right. has more to do with faith and giving us a right. reason and purpose to even exist. Right. That's why there's heaven and hell. True. I'm here trying to do the right things. Why? So I can end up in heaven. Mm. I think that a lot of people need faith in their lives, which is why we have belief systems. Yes.
0: Correct. Correct. Right. But that, that's why I'm saying this is me waving my flag because I've seen not not for the, the the entrepreneurial element of it. Right. But I've seen so many people get an opportunity, whether it's writing in a journal or a podcast, being able to get out what's in your head or on your heart getting out has been therapeutic one for me and a whole bunch of other people I saw. So even if it's not, they're not doing it for the stats and the money and the views and the downloads, I think it's a good outlet to be able to share your thoughts and maybe share it with somebody else. It's not about building it, but I think everybody needs to practice hearing their own voice. That's just me. Okay. Personally. So
1: then maybe get a tape recorder and play it back to yourself at night because okay. that's that's the, the truth about the fact, Do you know how many people are like, oh my God, I can never do what you do. I can yeah. never share all those things. So the reality of the fact that a lot more people are private than public. Yeah. There's a lot more private people than public figures even. True. Not everyone wants to be a celebrity. Not everyone wants to be known. Not everyone wants... The things that they would like to vent about in a public setting, yeah. which is why I don't believe everyone needs a podcast, because, again, there's more people that are private. These people in the room that may or may have not been in front of a mic, they probably don't want to come come here and share their thoughts. Sure. A lot of people are uncomfortable with their thoughts being public or scrutinized or the for fact sure. that other people can now have opinions on them. A lot of people aren't emotionally built for that. Yeah. And so that's why. I agree. I don't believe everyone needs a podcast. I'm so
0: glad we had this conversation. Scene. That has been my TED talk. Give <laughs> Give a round of applause for this. <laughs> I like that. I like that. And and um, I I always appreciate someone who um, who can um, share their thoughts, right? And not be afraid to say, I don't agree with that.
1: Yeah, and I'm, I'm also that. not sitting here trying to change your mind. For sure. Because you're going to get on another podcast and say, I believe everybody needs a podcast. 100%. And so I'm glad that we could yeah. agree to disagree. I'm never going to convince you. But from my point, I don't think so. And, you know, I love that we could just have that conversation. You are so dope. <laughs> Thank How you. did you get like this? How did you get to my mama? Point? You got to meet Miss Tammy. <laughs> That's why she like me. Tell me about you got to meet Miss Tammy. Uh, Just a white woman from Florida uh, that cooks the best oxtail I've never had in my life. <laughs> and she created me with a Jamaican man on a green card. Uh, and here I am. Mm. Yeah.
0: Were you always opinionated? Were you always comfortable Mm. sharing who you are? Mm. Always.
1: Oh, always. Oh, the way I used to get kicked out of class. Mm. Mm. Especially in high school. I pay this phone bill. You better not tell me to get off my phone. I'm going to get A's. I'm going to do what I need to do. I remember even my mama. When I was uh, 15, my first job was Quiznos. Mm. And even though this guy was older than me, he was talking to me crazy. I said, sir, I make more money than you because I know the sandwiches and you're not going to talk to me any which way just because I'm younger than you. I was crazy. But no, I'm I've always been 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 this.
0: Is it possible for you to teach someone that?
1: No. And I wouldn't. Why would I want someone to be me? No, no, no. Not
0: you. Not how to be you, but to be the type of person who is comfortable in their own skin
1: Um, again, I think that that's why the whore hive, my listeners find like they support me in all things that I do because a lot of them have been able to accept who they are. Um, I still think a lot of people are uncomfortable with sitting with themselves or accepting their faults or, you know, I'm, I'm someone that is set in a lot of decisions that I made that I regret, um, or not even just regret, but I've learned from and I've just accepted who I am. I think, I hold very near and dear my friendships. Mm-hmm. I think that speaks volume of the person that I am. Um, I love people. And so if I love being around people, I want to show up as the best version of myself. Um, and if I'm on a mic, technically I'm sitting with a million people a month minimum. Mm-hmm. I, I want to make sure I like who I am. Yeah. Um, and so I think that's what I would tell someone. Do you like the person that you are? Do you like yourself?
0: Yeah.
1: Cause ain't nobody else going to like you. And you're not going to be that dope. If you don't even like yourself.
0: Yeah. So you've never struggled with that. That's interesting.
1: No, I mean, I've I've struggled with body image. Um, I've I've struggled with maybe valuing myself with men, like things like that. That veer more towards what I think people's perception of me is. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think I'm I'm pretty dope. Good. Pretty funny.
0: I was seeing it, and and you you already talked about <laughs> hardworking. So I'm not I'm not like bringing it up for like clickbait. But I know you said that one of your you and one of your co hosts. You guys aren't friends at all you just are good. i mean Co-host. and like
1: i said we're in such a healthy space now but if you go to episode 54 we did therapy live yelled at each other cried really? and we we made joke we make jokes often like again people know they follow us they see that we don't hang out outside of the podcast mm-hmm. we show up and i think anytime that we get we've gotten to a breaking point where we're like this, we both have come back and been like, you know what, this show is bigger than both of us. Yeah. Let's step out of our egos real quick. Let's step out of what this friendship or what we're upset about. Mm-hmm. Take a breather and come back. Mm-hmm. And and again, this show. I think when we go on the road and we meet our fans and we get pictures taken of us, we we know that it's above us. Like there's a purpose now yeah. for me to do what I do.
0: Only positive answer. Okay. What did you learn from the experience of being on your previous network? only good stuff.
1: Okay. Um, a takeaway, um, (laughs) from, from, uh, that experience, um, would be don't do business with friends. Yeah. Don't hold a friend's verbal promises as, as, you know, as Bible. Mm -hmm. I think that when you take a job, right. You sign up, you do the paperwork, you do, you know what I mean. You know what you're getting. You know your roles. You know your splits. You know all that. I think when you get into a business, just know a lawyer needs to be there, a a contract needs to be drawn up, and you need to approach it as a business and not just friends building one. Because a business is is if the foundation isn't there, you're not really going to be able to build as high as you think you're going to be able to build. And so I've learned that, like going into Businesses now. And also, I ain't gonna hold you my little, I love my friend right here. We thought we wanted to do a business. One will suffer. If you do business with a friend, you will either lose the friendship or you'll lose the business. You won't be able to maintain both for Did very I just long.
0: decide not to do the business?
1: Oh, we'll never do business. We like talked about it. And then we was really? like, girl, we do business differently. We'll, but yeah. just not legally together. We, and I think because I love this girl so much, I, after that relationship, even we we said, we was like, oh, girl, no, because I don't want to lose this person as a friend. So if you're getting into business with a friend. If your business really explodes mm-hmm. and does well, your friendship will suffer.
0: Ah, I don't know. OK, man. you cannot know.
1: Experience Guaranteed. It. Guaranteed.
0: Guaranteed, that's 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 just as bold as me saying everyone needs a podcast. No, Guaranteed. guaranteed.
1: Your expectations of someone in business goes far beyond maybe your expectations of someone as a friend. It's hard not to take things personal if someone doesn't show up in your business because you're like, but you're my friend. How are you not showing up in this way? And so you conflate what's personal and what's business. And there's no way to not take things personal if you really have a personal friendship with somebody. Absolutely.
0: EYL, hey, they have a really, really tight knit group and all of them grew up together and they were all friends and they're doing well.
1: Okay. I guarantee their friendships have also changed and shift, shifted with their business growing. Maybe maybe they don't go over each other's house as much anymore. Mm-hmm. Maybe they don't hang out as personal because now every time we hang out, we're doing business. The stress of maintaining a business is going to affect the foundation of a relationship.
0: I think that's just the growth of anything. Like my best friend, I don't, we don't hang out as much. We, we try to get together, you know, a couple of times a month, but, we don't do business together. It's just, we're growing into different areas. So it's not the business that put a strain because we don't do business together.
1: My point. So if you have a, a a friendship, even with a strong foundation, and now you put another element that is going to cause a strain, a business is a strain because you may both have different ideas. Mm -hmm. You have to agree to disagree. There's money involved. Now there's teammates involved now. Okay. Well, if this is 50, 50, are we doing 50, 50% of the work? Is there resentment being built up? Because I don't feel like you're showing up as I'm showing up. Like, it's inevitable, and if you don't believe me, look back at all of the the groups. Look at look at all the '90s groups, the girl bands, the boy bands, the duos. Yeah, they went separately because For maybe sure. they like. So it's not even just po- look at all the podcasts that then broke up. Like, let's be serious. There's there's a human element of ego that is involved overall. And let's be fair. As much as hardworking as she is, as hardworking as I am, we don't work the same. Mm-hmm. The same way we sat and started this podcast and said, there's no blueprint to doing it. Charlemagne has a very successful way in which he got it going. It's different than Andrew Schultz, which is different than Joe Budden, which Mm. is different than Nori and EYL. Everyone has all these different ways of doing something yet. They all still are successful, but not everyone is in the same at the same, even though they're successful. That's another way to even, what is it? You know what I mean? Like success is subjective do at you the same think time. The
0: failure rate of a business with friends versus just starting off as business partners is like do you think it's it, it's more business yes. breakup yes. with friends? I don't know, man. I, absolutely. I don't know about that. Yo, and and maybe maybe not uh Okay, I'm not even going to say that. How
1: many many times, and let's let's get out of podcasting. How many times, because I can remember back in the day, you put a friend onto a job and they embarrassed you because they were showing up late, they got fired. That's your reputation, even, reputation, (laughs) reputation, just because you put them onto a job. How many times has a friend maybe not shown up for a job the way you would have liked to because that's a representation of you, right? Even in the regular field, I was working in retail. Got people jobs and they embarrassed me because their work ethic wasn't the same. So as a friend, you're just thinking it's a job, but no, you making me look bad. Yeah,
0: so I tried to give my friend a job one time. He shows up in a t-shirt.
1: See what I mean? With a
0: baggy collar. So maybe, the, maybe it's different because after he didn't get the job... I went home and I roasted him. It wasn't, it was actually made us tighter. Like, why would you do that? It was a teaching moment. So I didn't, okay. Maybe, maybe the expectations, and I don't know, maybe it's different guys, maybe we have different experiences, but we ain't, I think it's less of a, my co host Donnie is my best friend, mm-hmm. and we've had to learn how to work together. I ain't going hold you. Now.
1: Your expectation from a friend with a business that is making a couple hundred dollars is different from your expectations with a friend when your business is worth seven figures or six figures. Your expectations grow as your business is valued and worth more and can go more. You're going to have different expectations. The fact that you just put them onto a job and you roasted them over wearing a Mm t-shirt, now imagine if y'all have equity in a business and now they're not showing up, but Mm -hmm. yet they expect to get their money.
0: I can understand how that would be a strain. Yeah. But every now and again, there are two people that work well together. That's like saying you they shouldn't work get well married until they don't. Get, for sure. But you can look imagine. at marriages that way. They work yeah. well. Together. I'm not saying that they, they're
1: not ever going to work well together. Um, me and Bridget, we work well together. Me and Weezy now, we work better now. We work actually, we work better together than we have a personal relationship, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. But you can always work well with somebody. I'm not saying that. Mm-hmm. There's people that can work well together. But again, back to having a business and a friendship, one of those relationships, are not going to going to flourish. So if
0: you do go into a business relationship with your friend, what is some advice you can give to somebody?
1: Don't. Don't. The f- Sorry. Not I just-, just told you, <laughs> don't. And if you think it's going to work, be willing to lose that friend. Yeah. If that business succeeds, be willing to not have that same relationship with your friend.
0: You have very strong opinions. That's why I yo know, after through this conversation, I'm loving you more and more. Thank you. Because You're not wavering.
1: I'm not going to lie. I don't sit in front of mics. This ain't a debate. Yeah. I I am who I am. I believe what I I believe. And one conversation with you isn't going to change my mind. So, again, I can accept that you think it'll work. Your belief (laughs) system is way different than mine. (laughs) But I'm fine with you believing what you believe. My advice would be don't. That's good. That's it. Okay. Uh, Last thing. How do we grow a podcast?
0: How would you now, you know, there ain't
1: there? no guy. Sorry. There's I, a way, you you frustrating me with these questions. <laughs> uh, be consistent. That's the number one thing Come I think. Come on, you got more No, literally, that, no. People assume that they could even have a season. Yeah, I'm going to start this podcast. We're going to do like 12 episodes, <laughs> then take a break. And then we're gonna, we'll are we be <laughs> right <hate> back. <laughs> like, by the time you stop your podcast, even if for a week, attention span, they done found another podcast 100%. in your spot. 100%. And then maybe they forgot they even like listening to you. Mm-hmm. It's consistency. I remember me and Weezy talked about it. We didn't take a break for three years yeah. as far as release. Yeah, We didn't take a break. Don't take a break.
0: You have because a, now
1: your audience don't trust you. For sure. Even if they don't like you, they got to be able to trust you, right? Of course. So I could trust that you're going to drop a podcast every Monday.
0: If not, it breaks trust for sure.
1: And then it breaks trust. And once I don't trust you, let me go find somebody I trust. Who gonna rock with me while I'm at work? Cause I need something to get me out of the job that I have. Yeah. I want to be entertained, and if you can't do it, somebody else will.
0: Yes, give me something else other than consistency. That's what I
1: tell married people all the time. Whatever you ain't doing at the house, somebody else will.
0: <laughs>
1: give me another
0: piece of growing a podcast. <laughs> you have a recipe. You have a sauce.
1: You don't. You don't just just cause you
0: cool. And I you got cute. the sauce
1: player. I am the sauce. Like I told you, I show up as consistent. Mm -hmm. I show up as myself. I structure the hell out of my show and I bring my experience. And I just hope the people that listen, enjoy it. Mm -hmm. You see, I I hope they enjoy it. They ain't Mm -hmm. even got to like me. I don't care if you like me. I don't care if you love me. You actually probably hate me. A lot of the people that (laughs) listen to me weekly don't even like me. And I'm fine with that, but I hope I entertain you. Mm -hmm. In terms of growing a podcast, like, I could tell you how to start one. Growing, you market it, you post on your Instagram, you make videos, you you know what I mean? Like, I can't tell you how to grow it. Do people care about what you have to say? It's, it's just that simple. And like I said, it doesn't even matter the topic. You could have a book club podcast. If I'm reading a book, maybe I wanna hear other people that are reading the book. I have a sex podcast, not everybody wants to listen to that. Dungeons and Dragons is probably the most popular podcast. D&D podcast is probably the most highest paid on Patreon. I mm. think they make like half a million a month or something stupid. Maybe, maybe more than that. Sheesh. It's on Dungeons and Dragons <laughs> and and stuff that I'm not interested in, but just cause I'm not interested in doesn't mean that they're not killing over mm. there. Um, true crime. I don't care about yeah. every true crime, but I love the Adnan Said story. You know what I mean? So, mm there's that cereal that that got me into that so i just think putting something out being consistent and hoping that people like what you're putting out and continuously putting it out is how you grow a podcast
0: good okay this is my really last question because i i asked the question earlier i
1: don't trust you you be lying (laughs) you just said i had the last question for you
0: now okay one of my (laughs) last questions um what is one thing a positive cuz even in the positive you gave you gave the positive out of the negative like yo That's what give me something that you've learned from the person that start that was on the network that you were a part of. Give me one thing that you learned. Positive only.
1: People like a villain. It's That's okay, okay for people to, yeah. Like Okay, you know what I've learned? What's that? that everyone has a different truth. And so even listening to people, your experience and what you say on this mic is your truth. Is it the truth? No, I think um, a lot of people hang on to people's words. People change, thoughts change um, and just things change and not only to be okay with change, but everyone has their own truth. Yeah. And once you realize that, you can be cool with life, that everyone lives in their own reality. Not everyone sees things or views things the way that you do. There's no right or wrong every time. I know we would like that. I know we could either go left or we can go right, but there's not always a right or wrong, just because we are all so different in the way that we do things. So, like I said, being um, in a place where, mind you, I signed my deal with Charlemagne one month before launching and being a part of the Joe Button network. Mm-hmm. So I got to see these two masterminds in this field and how they conduct business. Yeah. It's different. Neither one of them is wrong. And I can't say neither one of them is right. Yeah. I know maybe who I'm more leaning towards. You could see who I'm still signed with, mm-hmm. but I can't sit here and say that how he's operating his business and what he does is wrong. Yeah. It just may not have been for me. And I think that again, in business you assume that you're going to, agree on things or maybe this person that has more expertise, he's going to lead me away. And I just think that, um, everyone has their own way of doing something.
0: What'd you learn from Charlamagne?
1: Ooh, um, a lot. I think he's one of those two that it's okay to be the villain. I think that, you know, you don't have to go into this place and hope everyone likes you. That would drive your mental health crazy. Right. Um, seeing a therapist, that was a lot of, of him. And I think um, when I asked him, I remember I asked him one day, how, how the hell do you do everything you do? And I think I told her, he was like, oh, because I got a team. At one point, I thought I could do everything. I was editing audio for Horrible. Mm. I was figuring out how to edit video. <laughs> I was doing the description, the title. And I was I was burning out. And he was like, oh, I can do all this because I have a team that I trust. Mm. I can't do everything. This person does this. This person does this. And so knowing that it, that you need a team for stuff, it doesn't matter how dope or how well you work or how hard you work. You can't do it all yourself. Mm. And him telling me that, like, oh, I look in, I can see what my deal is. But I'm like, nope, I got to pay this person. I got to pay this person. I got to hire for this. And I'm okay now paying more money so that I can have sanity in the things I do. And mm. he taught me that.
0: I love that. I love that. Thank you so much for coming.
1: Thank you for this having me. This was really,
0: really good. Thank you. This was like probably, uh, this was you one of my favorite You probably tell everybody, don't always. say that. No, 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 no. Oh, okay. I, I, don't. I'm like, I, don't, I don't.
1: I don't believe you. <laughs> no, this,
0: this is one of my favorite uh, conversations I've had, not even in a podcast, like just period, like all year.
1: I appreciate this it. really good. And then I, I I, will say, I appreciate you were able to, let me sit here, even though you asked me to code switch in the beginning. Um, however people assume I am, when I normally get in a room and get to talk to people like this, was a great conversation. They're like, "Oh, you're nothing like I thought you were." And I think that the more I'm able to have conversations like this and meet people, mm-hmm. um I think you you get to know that you can't judge a book by the by the cover.
0: Yeah, for sure. So,
1: I appreciate you for having me.
0: And you're a big deal. Did you do any, like any research like or did you ask people like, "Yo, is this guy's
1: podcast okay to be on?"
0: Did you do know any of that?
1: Um your clips were cute. So, I was like, "Oh, he talks business. Okay." <laughs> I ain't even gonna hold you. I asked Carla. I asked Carla about you, but I thought your output was good. Um, I thought the way you edit was great. Like, so to me, it looks like you you take it serious. Yeah. I mean, I was on Earn Your Leisure episode 30, recorded out of Troy's living room. Yeah. And now look what they're doing. So to me, I, I want to give back if I can create and give you some more views or create good content or, or any sort of. Uh, relationship moving forward, I will. Like I think that this is a great space to be and anyone black owning their own things and, and really pushing the needle, um, I respect. So I, I feel I felt like you were definitely pushing the needle and you're doing great by it. So I said, of course I'll, I'll pull up.
0: Thank you. What did she say about me?
1: We'll talk off air. Just
0: tell me. We'll it's talk okay. off
1: air I feel I'm okay. I'm okay with it. No, just that I think you asked for advice on something years ago. By the pandemic, something, and then you took the advice and started doing it. So it wasn't nothing bad, but she oh. didn't really have a relationship. I don't think y'all ever met. Right? I, I, you oh, wait, gave me some advice? No, 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 no. She said she met you at a panel, oh. the panel that
3: I couldn't remember, the one in Miami, the black podcasting thing. because we were. T- Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 Plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. The Enhanced
2: American Express Business Gold Card is designed to take your business further.
1: were the panelists hosting it.
2: On. You were the moderator.
1: Right? Or he was on it. You were Which on one? you were on a panel with her.
0: Oh yeah, so I that, put that on. That was my conference. That. Yes.
1: Oh, so that's the same. Yeah. With Me and, and Drew. she knows and she knows yeah. Then your partner yeah. for that. Yeah. So that's it, but she said she she went there through Drew not you. Gotcha. Okay. But really just that that you're like this podcast mogul that thinks everybody needs a podcast. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and everybody doesn't
2: Oh, oh for and everybody sure.
1: doesn't I but think, just that that you were like good. I think you're more in line with what she does good. than what I do
0: gotcha okay yeah. alright well thank you so much um, I, I end this uh, every podcast with the same question um, another this is one? The, this is the last one? you
1: probably... be lying <laughs> y'all trust this man you know a
0: you know wow. pastor got like three closings so I was like this is giving black pastor church this is the close close for real so, I, it's going to sound generic in the beginning, but there's a reason for it. So, I want to know. I can't know, tell
1: nobody how to grow a podcast. No, no, no. Okay.
0: I want to know what you <laughs> see yourself accomplishing in the next five years. And the only reason I'm asking is, okay. I want to be able to watch this five years from today and say, yo, Mandy said she was going to do that five years ago.
1: You gonna see it. I think it's important, even if you don't have mentors, that you have um, markers or people to look up to and be like... Even if you can't be exactly them, you know kind of where you want. I, I say it on calls with everybody. Um, I want deals and the respect like a Issa Rae. So she got a $40 million deal to create content. I would love to know that someone has that much trust and belief in me, that what I'm doing is not just because I'm in front of the camera, but that I, I produce an EP and create everything that I'm a part of. Mm-hmm. So from television to more pods, maybe a network, I don't know. Um, in five years, I'm going to be a lot more wealth, more wealthy than I am. I would hope so. And hopefully work less. Um, I work very hard for everything that I do. Nothing is handed mm-hmm. to me. I I bust my ass. Um, but five years from now, I would like to be a name in this space and garner the respect of a Issa Rae.
0: Good. I love it. Listen, we can't close it out no better than that. Please let everybody know how to find you um, and oh, how God. they can connect with you and uh, and uh, end this off with a word of wisdom.
1: You done ask me to do that. That's not that. a Look question. All it's right, luck. all right. It was a statement. <laughs> um, you can listen to me every Monday. Um, it's Horrible Decisions. Type in whore, we pop up. Um and every Tuesday and Friday, See the Thing Is podcast with my co-host Bridget Kelly, Horrible Decisions. My co-host is Wheezy WTF. Um you can find us on Patreon for both shows. And if you are in New York and want to start a podcast, because he believes everyone should have one, Everybody. um, you can check out fullcourtstudio.com um, and book your time at Full Court Studios located in East Williamsburg, Bushwick, Brooklyn. Um, and then you can follow me everywhere at Full Core Pumps.
0: Close out with a word of wisdom.
1: Word of wisdom. Uh, don't start a business with your friends. <laughs> I can't close it out no better than that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, make sure y'all follow Mandy and all that she's doing, okay? And also, go get you some social proof, meaning go build something big. But it's important that you come back to your community to teach them how you did what you did. It's the only way our community grows, okay? Like, subscribe. We out.